This is the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Your one stop for information on Disney races, Disney vacations, Disney theme parks, and more. Now, here are your hosts for the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Michelle Scribner-McLean, Chris Eliopoulos, and Mike Scopa. Welcome home, Milers, and welcome back to another episode of Mickey Miles and More, a podcast where three friends talk about the Disney parks, the Disney races, and whatever else comes up. I'm Chris Eliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Dr. Michelle Scribner-McLean. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Chris, you ready for uh, round three of the vacation that was a month ago? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look. This is the trip report of all trip reports, right? This is never the never-ending trip. Um, and on, It'll be time for the next trip by the time we're done. I know, right? It's like, oh, it's time. Uh, also with us is the Dean of Disney, Mr. Mike Scopa. Hi, Mike. Welcome back, class, for part three of the mother of all trip reports, I guess. Well, I will I say, know. not for nothing, I, I think these, this is good in terms of realistic expectations for people who are planning to take a trip. I, I, I don't think we're being negative in so, in so much as we're, hey, these are the things to watch out for. Here's what to, to look for. Here's what to expect. So if I were going, if I knew I was going uh, in January and somebody had just come back, I would have liked to have known. Uh, well, the thing is, all these conversations we have on this podcast are exactly the conversations we'd have if it were just the three of us not recording yeah. anyway. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's not meant to be negative as much as it is just informative and what our expectations are as longtime Disney fans. So, um, so we're going to catch up. We're going to go over to the Hollywood studios this time. Uh, Mike, again, maybe we should go back and what's the most popular area you found over there? Well, you've got two uh, candidates. You've got galaxy's edge and you've got toy story land. But, uh, if I had to vote, I think toy story land, um, gets the nod because of just the popularity of Toy Story, the number of attractions that are there compared to Galaxy's Edge. And also, it's quicker to get to Toy Story Land than Galaxy's Edge in the studio. So I'm guessing, just from my observations, and hopefully Michelle will agree with me, I think Toy Story Land is the most popular. But she's shaking her head. No, I think Star Wars Land is the most popular to me. That's what it seemed like. Well, but in terms of number of attractions, there are only two attractions there. But filling up early. Yeah. Yep. Is Toy Story Land. Mm-hmm. I got to ride uh, the Slinky ride, Slinky Dog ride, for the first mm-hmm. time. What'd you think? <laughs> it's kind of um, between a little between uh, Goofy's yep. Barnstormer and Big Thunder Mountain. Oh my so, god, that's exactly what I've I've been explaining it to people. As. Oh really? Yeah. Yep. It was cute. It was fine. Yeah, it was a little, <laughs> yeah, it was sort of like that in-between attraction. And but yeah. it's in Toy Story Land, which is for the kids, so it yeah. sort of works that way. Um I like the I like the theming on the the line, the queue line that kept me entertained. I love those big giant pop tarts that they sell over at that little area over there. Oh, um, I didn't see that. Oh, they have these. I, every time I go by, I have to try one because sometimes they're seasonal. They'll have different ones that are different flavors. Where is that? Um, you know, it's that tater tot place. It's right across from. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Slinky uh, Dog and the and the saucers right. and stuff. Oh, next to lunchbox. Is that it? Is that what? It, yeah, something like that. So, but they have like great the tater tots. You know, with the chili. Oh my god, it's or taco tots or whatever they call them. Oh my god, that that place that will put on so many pounds. Uh, but I I love that place. But you definitely um, want to avoid that, Michelle. Oh, that's the point. You got to do it once in a while. Uh, what about what? So obviously, Slinky Dog. I, I've always known it to be a, a busy attraction. Any other ones in Hollywood Studios you're finding 
We get to ride the Millennium Falcon only for the second time, but we were put in as pilots. Oh, wow, dear. what a stressful job that Isn't is. It? <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I got, I got yelled. Time. Yeah, oh, we're I got yelled at. at. Yeah. I got, oh, they were just like, you should have let, we had a, it was five of us. And then um, we had one other person with us and that person was yelling at me that I wasn't steering correctly. And I didn't, we didn't get like, I don't know what this guy was doing or why, like he was just a stranger yelling at me, but. Oh, they were yelling at us. And then I was yelling at Mike. Too. I was like pushing the buttons for him. I, I was, I, you know, what's going to happen? Ship didn't Fun, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was, a good I, it was a tools. It was a different experience. Yeah, that's right. The teacher doesn't blame the children. A good artist doesn't blame the tools. Um, but it was a different experience because last time we sat in the way way back. So right, and that one tends you can uh, the one seats in the back you can tend to just watch it go on. You just press your button like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. or if you're even you're firing, it's much easier because it's just. We just press a button and stare at the screen when you're driving, like when you're flying it, you're just like, oh, there are buttons lighting up that I didn't even know were there. But yeah. yeah, it was good. It was fun. That was fun. But did you I go? Did it. you do a rise of the resistance this time or no? Mm-mm. OK. Um, and then but of course, your favorite is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, right? That's yeah, that's the one for you guys now. Every time you go in there, you have to look for something new. And one of the. Uh, the. The things that I was really trying to figure out how they did it. The last room has a, is supposed to be a factory and there's a transition, there's a change. There's something that happened just as, just before you enter the very last segment of the ride. And I still can't figure out how they do it. They change buildings to trees and that's all kinds it's of like, like big umbrellas. Oh, I, I just love that. that you're walking into a film like the screen explodes and then you're walking into a film but during the section with that when you're in daisy's dance studio Mm -hmm. and there's mirrors i looked at myself and i just had this really big grin on yeah yeah i mean i'm i just smile for that entire attraction so yeah that one one, that all day they definitely did a great job on that one i mean i was sad to see the the previous attraction go but they definitely made a better like sometimes we've seen where they put in something new and it just kind of bombs and you go like uh, hello stitch and and monster laugh floor factory whatever it's called i'm looking at you you just sort of go huh that, that's the best they could have done this one was totally i mean i i love this this attraction um um going over to uh galaxy's edge though um god what, what was your thoughts did you spend a lot of time there or is really? it just no. Just just walk through. Um, I think that there's a need to uh, to add. Uh, I don't know if there is another one. Is there another attraction? That they, uh, Would you call? Well, let's see what Chris thinks. Would you call the building a laser thing an attraction? No, it's okay. it's a it's it's a plussed up store. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just an expensive toy to buy. Mm. And the same with the with the with the droid. I haven't done that either. Oh, um, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, there's a whole droid factory in there. You go in and you can piece together these different parts, the colored legs and the base and what kind of head you want to have on it. You can have like a, a special electronic thing put into it. And it's like a hundred bucks, um, but you get to carry it out. And I've never, even though I, my studio is filled with R2-D2s, um, I never found the need to go and spend that for some plastic put together item. Um, have you been to Oga's? Yes. The canteen? 
Yes. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Not this time. You haven't bought any wood artifacts. All right. right. Don't bust my chops. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to go spend eighty-five dollars that we weren't spending on Genie Plus. <laughs> Wasn't expecting. I thought I was just simply ordering a stupid beer flight. We Didn't realize it was done that. You could have yeah. carried it around, Mike. I, I, I do think I, I do feel while I like the land, I feel it's a little anemic. You know, like it needs something else. I don't know. Are they planning to do another attraction in there? But I definitely I, feel like no, they need one. I, I don't pay that much attention. I think that they do need another one. I think that uh, two just don't do it. I think one don't more. Do it. And I always thought that they were going to move Star Tours to um, to Galaxy's Edge, and I still don't understand why they don't. It's, it just seems funny that you'd have a Galaxy's Edge area, to a Star Wars area, yeah, and then you've got a Star Wars themed attraction somewhere else. It just yeah. doesn't make sense why they. Especially like that. if you had it close by, you could have your landing in Star Wars land, and then the you exit out the door, and you're in Batu yeah. or whatever. You know, like that. Mm. That seems to lend itself to it, but. Yeah. I, it's interest, interesting to think what um, the people coming from um, the Star Cruiser now, because they get fast, like the Lightning Lane to the two attractions in in Star Wars Land, what, how that affects lines and wait times. We'll have to see. I don't think, was it open by the time you guys were there? It had just opened? Is that right? I think uh, it just opened, yeah. Beginning of March? Yeah. Yeah, so. But didn't, you didn't notice anything? Wasn't anything notice. that we were interested in at least this trip. Maybe right. next trip we'll take a look at see what it looks like. And what about um did you guys eat in any of the restaurants there or grab any food while you were there? No, for the last several trips we really haven't uh had a inkling to or need to to eat in any of the restaurants and uh um the studios. I, I really think there's a need for another one somewhere. I mean we we've I think we've all eaten in, you know, Primetime, the Hollywood Vine, the Brown Derby, Brown Derby, Commissary, um, Commissary, Sci-Fi, Mama Melrose, um, but none of them really appeal to me like they used to. If I have, if I'm only going to be there for seven days, I'm eating all of my meals at Disney Springs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not going to eat in the theme park. Yeah, the thing, especially I, with the the Genie Plus, you never know. You know when you're going to get things. Yeah, in general, Chris, I, I, I know I'm. I don't want to speak for Michelle, but I, I really think that all the theme parks, the restaurants, and all the theme parks have kind of fallen down on a notch or two, and they don't deliver like they used to, and that's uh, that's too bad. Yeah, I mean, I, part of it is I wonder. At least for the last trips that we've been on, it's been during the pandemic and the supply chain problems. And I think I mentioned the Via Napoli issue that I had where it just felt like it was not living up to what it used to be. It didn't feel authentic. It didn't. And I'm wondering if the other uh, restaurants around the parks are the same way, but um, so really nothing as much has changed in the studios for you guys. Right. I mean, is, is it, it's weird. A lot of these things aren't like magic or tragic. It's just sort of like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. Right? I think that, I think we're still recovering from COVID. I know that um, they have refurbished or uh, repurposed or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Fantasmic, it's going to be opening soon. They are taking out the po Pocahontas segment. They are putting in, I think, a Moana segment in there. So it'll be interesting. I think that 
the studios needs that. I don't know if they're doing any nighttime fireworks. I haven't mm -hmm. been paying that close attention. I think that uh, like all the other theme parks, they're slowly bringing stuff online as they have trained staff. I think the staff issue is a, is a problem. We did go to Indiana Jones. Um, they do not have audience participation anymore, but it's pretty much the same show. Right, Michelle? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it, Michelle, is it magic, tragic? Is it, you're just like, I don't even care. I'm indifferent no, to this. No, and I guess I'm saying this, but it was fine, you know? But you didn't get to go on. Yeah, I guess part of the problem too is you didn't get to go on. You didn't go on, you know, rock and roll or you didn't go on Tower no, of Terror. Yeah, those are two of my favorites. I didn't even go down that street because you could see what the, the lines were. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was fine. Yeah, I'm not a big uh I like to browse in the stores, but I very rarely buy things, Disney things. So, right. um, yeah, no, it was fine. Mickey and Minnie's happy to do that. Well, like, not you much know, to say. <laughs> I was just saying, you know, it reminds me of what we were talking about earlier. Maybe this is a different kind of Disney that we're going to be going to. It's the ones where you go to a couple of attractions and get out. I know? do wish we had gone at night because I love all the parks at night and how they look different. Were they, oh, that reminds. Were they were the hours later? Because when we were there, it, everything was closing by nine o'clock. Nothing. I think one night the Magic Kingdom stayed open like until eleven. But other than that, everything was closed at nine. Did I think you, the Magic Kingdom was ten o'clock. Epcot was nine. I do think the operating hours were much wider than when Chris was there, though. Yeah, I think they were opening a lot earlier. Yeah, it was frustrating to sort of not have anything to do after nine o'clock. You know, except go back to the hotel and go to the bar, which is like, all right, how many times can you just go sit at a bar or, you know, or sit in your hotel room staring at a screen? I've been doing that all day in the parks, you know, so. But, I have to right. say I did sleep really well there. <laughs> so, I, so I think just getting out and about moving just felt great, you know. Oh, sure. Walking. Yeah. Yeah. Just just. Yeah. As, as opposed to just sitting at home and at work and stuff. So mm -hmm. um, our final park is the Animal Kingdom. Um so we barely touched on a little earlier the uh, the Lion King um, show. Um, you guys get to go see it? That's a yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. And um, what were your thoughts? This is one, well, this is one of those deals where um, for someone who has never seen it, and I think the guest who was sitting to my left had never seen the show, it was something that he really enjoyed clapping his hands and everything for those of us who have been you know watching the show from day one and it was very much watered down um there were no tumbling monkeys uh the singing was uh you know how there are people who say well you know it's the it's it's theme park singing the the, the it wasn't even up to theme park singing uh, the the voices were not good it just seemed, and the other thing is that, uh, unfortunately for the Lion, Legend of the Lion King, uh, Festival of the Lion King, I should say, it was the morning after we had just spent two hours <laughs> watching incredible sure. athleticism at Drawn to Life. So uh, it was, you know, it was already losing before they even brought out the da 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 da. So it, you know, I think for someone seeing it for the first time, I think it'll be, it'll be enjoyable. You know, not, not for me. One of the things, okay, Michelle, you want to? Oh, I, well, they didn't do the flying bird thing, which isn't my one of my favorites, but they just do some sort of an interpretive dance now. 
Um, the tumble monkeys were just my favorite. Those are gone. They seem, the show seems shorter. It seems like they're packing more shows in. Um, there was one point that somebody was singing that they hit such a note that Mike and I looked at each other and went, oh, it was just like nails on a chalkboard. It seemed oh. to me that the singers were, their voices were strained. Um, Maybe they have less performers and doesn't carry. Yeah. And I think they're doing more performances. Right. We had, uh, as I mentioned, we saw some cast member friends and a relative from the West Coast came to see the show for the first time. So it's two cast member friends and their kids who are both cast members who grew up in Orlando. And they, their response was, was like, oh, and the person who'd never seen it said, that was fabulous. So I think it's, hmm. I think it's just really your perspective. I would not go again. I, I thought it was a complete, I don't know. It was a really, really big disappointment. Uh, um, it was tragic. one of those touch touchstones that I just thought, oh, you know, this will cheer us up. And it just did the opposite. So I think that people are just overworked. There are fewer of them. They're singing their hearts out, doing interpretive dances. <laughs> <laughs> with, um, with Everest closed and the Nemo uh, musical closed, what else did you guys see while you were there? Uh, Kite tails. Yeah, that that area in the park, you know where Everest. Then, if you're walking past Everest, Everest is on your left, mm -hmm. and kite not kite tails, but Nemo is on your left too. Mm -hmm. As you, yep. that whole area, Chris was deserted except yeah. for the people who went to see kite tails, which is not many on the yeah. right hand side. And the kite tails was. Uh, Did you see it, Chris? No. All right. I so, have no idea what it is. So the premise is that there are. Um, not not speedboats. What do they call those things? <laughs> jet skis. Jet skis with one person riding, driving the jet ski, another person sitting opposite, um, performing with a kite, and they're performing things from the Jungle Book, but mm. with kites. And they go around in circles, and so um, in that water area right there. In right? that water area, okay. yeah. And there's some performers on the opposite side near where Nemo is. If you're going to sit, I would say sit on that side. There are some performers in the stands who sort of have like little kites and things like that. And there are some smaller kites that go around the circles and the, the songs play. There's some smaller kites and then there are some big, big, big kites, like gigantic kites that are really big blow ups that mm -hmm. they um, that they, you know, go around in circles to, you know, I want to be like you. Well, our first experience was they are trying to do get this big baloo up, baloo balloon, and it went up and then it face planted down in the water. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was actually pretty comical and they could not get it up. It was just like honestly, it looked like his face was just in the water, so they ditched that and then it was you know, it was cute, it was fine. Would I go out of my way to see it? I probably wouldn't go out of my way to see it, but it, that was actually pretty funny. I felt bad for the performers. I yeah. know, Chris, you have anxiety when things don't yeah. go yeah. the right way, but yep. this is actually pretty funny. Some of, the, some of the kites that we use are very similar, if not the same ones that they use for Epcot Forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that particular waterway, I believe, was built over an Indian burial ground because it just does not... <laughs> give anything good luck it's cursed uh, rivers of light i think this was a major fail um i think it was a it's a waste of time we were there for 10 minutes they had two maybe two big kites you know like you said blue had a a problem the only interesting thing for me was that there's a landing area 
that they have designated for the kites. And if they do it right, if you've got a kite going and the show is ending, if you stop at a certain point, the kite keeps going and it kind of turns from, let's say, Superman's flying and then Superman does a flip and he lands on his back. That was an interesting thing. But other than that, it's just that whole area of the park is is a waste. And that's something when I think about Nemo being close, I think about Everest being close. I think about um, uh, this, lost this show. one of its ride too. Like you're charging so much money and you just, you know. It's that old place that used to be in Central Florida, Cypress Gardens. Cypress That's Garden. what it reminded me of. Like, so I, I don't know if I even went to Cypress, but it like kind of hokey sort of. Yeah. It was hokey. It was kind of hokey. Yeah. It didn't seem really up to Disney standards. It seemed like something you'd see. Well, even just that walk around, you go, you go past Everest closed, you go to Nemo closed, you go to the uh, Dino Land, and like oh, the one attraction is ripped out, and they only have like the the what you call it the um, the Triceratops. Yeah, it was Dumbo make believe, and even Dinosaur wasn't there wasn't a large crowd for us to go on. Every the, the couple of times we went on, it was only like a five minute wait, ten minute that wait at most. Was that, was that a lightning lane? No, that was the lightning lane. Yeah. yeah. It's what did Siri say about it, Chris? I don't know. I said, What are you talking about? Just reiterate back in the Dino Land, Dino Land uh area looks just so Coney Island, you know. Yeah, that's how it was supposed to look. It's just even now, just half of it's closed, it's just not. And and you know, it it really it bothers me because of people, you know, who are spending a lot of money to go into these parks and not everything is available, and because you've got several attractions who have either been removed or refurbished or closed that means that the remaining attractions will have longer lines yeah. and yes you've got uh, avatar and you've got uh, two things there at yeah, uh, the river ride and yeah yeah definitely the um Ooh. um the, what, what, what's it called the flight of the navi or what flight of the Flight of the Navi. Yeah, so that that was the first time I actually really got to pay attention to what was going on, and I realized that that attraction is really Soren Plus. Yeah, because it's people who are just on like motorcycles, but it's the same premise. Yeah. We're, if you we're look looking, up or down, you can see yeah. it's just like everybody's on different levels, and they just kind of move yeah. it a little bit to make you feel like you're you're flying, and with a big movie screen that you know. And they maybe splash a little water on you or something at some point, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, but everybody wants to go on that one, and you know, unless you get there super early, like we we literally ran from our hotel. We we were waiting for our bus, which of course we can probably talk about transportation as well as we move on. Um, and we were waiting and waiting to get in early. At, uh, at, you know, get in early. Um, I literally flagged down a cab that was sitting out in the parking lot. We jumped in because there's a whole bunch of people waiting to get in there. We got in. We got in the park just as it opened, just as they were letting people in. We went straight over there. And when there was still uh, like a 45-minute wait as soon as we got on there. So, um, But we went on it, and we got done, and we were, we were out. Um, we did Kilimanjaro. Do you guys do the safari or no? No. What else did you do in Animal Kingdom then? Nomad Lounge, is that it? <laughs> no, we didn't do that either. What? We did the Lion King. We did the bird show. Oh, okay. That's always good. The bird show is always fun. Yeah. Um, 
So you didn't, did, were you yeah, out like to, half a day? I got to impress Mike again at my knowledge of African birds, which he's heard a hundred times. Um, yeah, we left pretty early because we were going so to- The other day when it was raining. We were was going to lunch somewhere, I don't remember. What we, going on? we had to go to we had lunch plan celebration and celebration what that's called a transition thank you so you got to go see celebrations then yeah. like did yeah. you like did you hook up with another couple that was that was or did somebody get, did. didn't somebody get murdered there too wasn't that the story of celebration there was somebody who's murdered and there's a whole story of like uh couples who are swapping partners didn't you ever hear those uh, those news reports you never That's heard another that podcast we could deny it and make you look really silly but no i have heard that uh no we went to the columbia restaurant um to meet some friends and then we did run to life that night so that was a busy day that yeah was that was a, a busy day yeah so columbia restaurant there's one in saint augustine um i think there's one in tampa and cuban food cuban food yep oh, not gosh. a lot of veg but there's there was like we made the mistake if you go down now it's i'm sure it's going to be even worse we made the mistake of eating outside and the love bugs were starting to come out oh boy that was not fun but it was good nice meal outside with friends the area nice is it like i've never been oh really yeah celebration yeah we got there early there's i know we have to take him there's a there's a really fun boston themed pub they're called the Celebration Tavern, opened by some people from Boston. But it's very, it's a very little fun downtown area to walk in. There's a Starbucks, but there's a big pond and nice little shop. Charming. It's very charming. Hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, we just went to Celebration Restaurant. It would be a place that if I lived there, I'd want to be around the downtown so I could just walk and get coffee. And there's a macaroon shop. There's a shop for dog biscuits. There's Two other you don't things. have a dog. I know, but it's cute. It's a cute little. She's telling us what's there. Yeah, you could take a, you could get an Uber and go over there for not much money at all. Yeah. Go to the Celebration Tavern. That's like I said, you know, I, I think when we go down, it's going to have to be a different type of trip. These the, the next time we go, where we have to start expanding out past the parks because it's just there's not much you can do in the parks unless you're willing to spend a lot of money or get there early and barrel through. So. Um, so what other meals did you have while you were down there? Any, any place else that we caught on to? We usually call it a, uh, a rotation. And, um, uh, this time around we, um, what? You call it a rotation. Oh, I call it a rotation. <laughs> and, uh, we did, uh, let's see what else we did. We did Sanaa, which is always, um, always a good, uh, experience. Have you gone to Sanaa? I, again, my family does not eat anything, so I can never. I was actually talking to my friend uh, who I told you about recently. We went out to dinner uh, the other day, and um, she was telling me that uh, she absolutely loved Sanaa. So, yeah. Uh, those, we do that every trip. We the, just... Those people who are listening to us right now, as soon as I said Sanaa, they started to salivate because <laughs> one of the. The big thing is the bread service, mm-hmm. and the bread service is a uh, it's a big block of wood that they bring out, and they put naan and all kinds of bread on there. And then there are, what would you say, Michelle, 10? Nine, nine or 10. Yeah. 10 or nine little cups with different kinds of sauces or toppings, right. everything from raita, raita yeah. all the way to very, very hot sauce and you just take the bread and you put the stuff on there and it's uh it's something that i doubt i doubt 
less than, I would say at least 90 to 95% of the people who go to that restaurant will have that bread service. Every, every place, I, everybody around us, uh, I saw I had one. In fact, the if you go re, uh, request Raphael, because he's fabulous. Um, he's the, the person who is serving us. He, he kind of said, well, of course you're going to have the bread service because yeah, everybody does. Yeah. 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 So it's eight, I think it's $18. Um, but for me, I learned that just the bread service and they, they have three different salads that are, again, might get tired of hearing this, but having gone on safari, these three salad combinations, like three little cups of salad, it is exactly what you get on safari. They're fabulous, mm. fabulous. So I just had that. And then I can't do an entree too. But, no, uh, yeah. So you do the bread service and an appetizer, or you do the bread service and an entree. I did the bread service and an entree, and it was very Middle Eastern, African, or whatever you want to well, call it. Well, there's a big Indian influence in Africa. Yeah. So there's a lot of curry. And Chris, we have to kidnap hmm. you. It's so Look, good. I, I want to go to these places. <laughs> I really like it's just, it, do they have chicken nuggets or frozen pizza? It's like that's, that's the only places we no. go. Um, uh, you know, for the family. I mean, we've done, did you do any, like any bars or anything like, like, or sit down? Like we've done, like we went to, obviously we went to Cava del Tequila one time and it was lovely. And we, um, we did wine bar, George. Did you guys do anything else while you were there? Any kind of like spots? To cruise, I think cruise we, cup. we should probably well, we got somebody, we did Martha's somebody gave us a bottle of champagne. I bought a bottle of champagne in France. My favorite champagne has been hard to get. So I bought a bottle of champagne. Mm. So um, we did go to a a place. Yeah, we thought uh, this was my mistake. You know, always looking to try new things. And I thought this, we were going to go to Coronado Springs and uh, try something called Three Bridges. But, and originally I had the Three Bridges. It's a very nice restaurant on the water. Very, uh, very pretty at night. And I somehow got that mixed up with Rick's sports bar and grill so that was a kind of a wasted night but um r-i-x you know, r-i-x yeah. but uh, there are it seems to me that there are places outside the parks that are very much worth the trip uh, mm. the um the resorts uh the resorts have very good restaurants most of them have of course disney springs you mm. know yeah. and celebration has a couple uh I think Animal Kingdom has the, every restaurant there I would go to. Boma, Jico. Have you been to Jico? Okay. You're going to keep asking me about places that my family will not go to. Uh, I would love to. I mean, but you're right, though. I think Disney Springs may be the best place to go eat these days. The but the part. resort, I would say Animal Kingdom is the best resort. Right. But uh, Disney Springs. It's funny because we're, again, I mentioned it so many times, but we were there with cast member friends who live in Orlando. And yeah. they never go to Disney Springs. And really, um, we're saying, have you been to Marimoto? No. Have you been to Wine, Wine Bar George? No. We got them to go to uh, House of Blues. We got them to go to House of Blues last time. Have you been to Splitsville? No. Um, Boathouse. Boathouse. No. Carolina. Jock Lindsay's. N yeah. None of those places. So huh. I think we've done at this point every restaurant there. Oh, not, not the steakhouse, which I'm willing to go to and get a salad. Mm -hmm. so. Very expensive. Now, you guys usually, you guys rent a car. Uh, 
so what was your experience uh, though in any of the transportation that you use? I, I, you know, like you mentioned, you hate the buses. Um, I, I do. Mike doesn't. Yeah, I get annoyed just the time it takes. Like even waiting, they do that thing where they at least on at our hotel they have um, the times posted, so it'll tell you like a digital thing saying when it's coming next. But it changes so rapidly. Like you're like, oh, it's coming at one fifteen, and then you're waiting, and then all of a sudden it says one twenty, and you're like, wait, what happened? And then it's like, oh, it's one twelve, and like it just it never is consistent. Yeah. But they're always late. I mean, I think it's best to have a car, and it on this trip, I just felt that we didn't have. I, I just thought it would be f- my suggestion to take the buses is based on getting faster. If you drive from Beach Club to the Magic Kingdom, that's about a 15-minute drive, and then you park, and then you got to you, you take the tram while you walk to the TTC, and then you got to take a monorail. And, by, and, you know, we got to the Magic Kingdom in 12 minutes. Yeah, Yeah. I will say that, uh, Chris, you use something that I would use more often. Mike is not a fan, but I got him to use it once, which is Uber. Mm -hmm. And it came. Or Lyft. Yeah, yeah, Uber, Lyft. It came in five minutes. We were in a time crunch um, because we miscalculated something. And so so I got an Uber and it was awesome. The guy was awesome. Mm -hmm. And we just got right where we needed to be at the right time. So I think... If it were up to me, I would probably take an Uber from resort to the Magic Kingdom uh, um, or a Lyft. One of the things, it's funny. Well, we, we've done that too. Um, we take the buses. Sometimes we take, we don't even take the, the boats from um, from Epcot to Hollywood Studios at all. Like just because we can walk it or whatever. But the thing we do take is uh, the Skyliner. And sometimes we just go just to go. Um, we stop off at Riviera or something like that, get a cup of coffee or something like that. Did you guys get a chance to do any of that? Yeah, the Skyliner, we, we took the Skyliner to studios. Um, I, I am still amazed. Everybody thought, and I was one of them, that, oh, my God, it's going to be really hot in one of those things because of the summer heat and sun. But they've design them so that you really get some nice breezes so yeah i'm i was a naysayer um Mm -hmm. but i i think it's really it's actually an attraction unto itself now kind of like the people mover they're not they're not um in most cases they're not splitting families up anymore they're if you're two they'll put you with other people and we happen to get on um one where it was a young couple who were on a date and the woman did not like heights so that was kind of oh dear. hilarious right but uh she was she was funny you can but still she, request your own she, if you want i mean yeah well it depends on what it was but it was so bad that we went from beach club to wherever that is wherever the first stop is and she she wanted to get off and walk back yeah it goes so, by Riviera, yeah, and then but, what's the other one right there? Uh, Caribbean. Caribbean Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sort of the waylay point when you can get on and go to an Art of Animation, I believe, right? Or sports or right. something like that. Or you can go to Hollywood Studios. Studios. Yeah. Um, so that's where she wanted to get off and walk back. <laughs> oh, to, wow. their, to their car that they parked at Boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. And they got on the Skyliner at uh, Epcot, and they thought they, they could have very easily – walked to boardwalk in 10 15 minutes it took yeah. them probably an hour i will say my wife did at one point get freaked out by the heights but only because the the skyliner had gotten stuck it stopped for a little bit for like 10 minutes 
And we were just kind of just hovering there and that she started to freak out about, but I, it wasn't when we were moving, she was fine with it. So I don't know what, what, what went down, but um, I'm trying to think of any other transportation. I mean, we took the buses down to Disney Springs. They're always fairly easy to do. Um, the parking there is pretty nice, right? Don't they kind of give you a special? Disney. It's state of the art parking because of the uh, smart garages where you, as you enter the garages, you know, before you even enter the garage, you know exactly how many parking spaces are available at each of the levels. And then when you go into the level, you can see with the technology they have, a red light indicates that the parking space is taken. A green light shows, indicates that there's an opening. So you could be 150 feet from a parking spot that's open and you and it'll tell you it's open so you can drive all the way up there and yeah you could just drive it. by and say oh there's no spaces there i'm not even going to bother to go right, down right. that the, oh, there's a green one the the only issue and you know it's a safety issue and and i think it's it's necessary is that you enter uh you you go to you exit the garage to go to disney springs at the far at the far end so that you go through a scanner which i think is is necessary they now scan everybody who goes into disney springs to make sure you're not bringing anything stupid you know with you yeah, so if you're in yeah. the orange garage and you park down near cirque du soleil which is on the other side you have to walk all the way up to where amc is to get mm -hmm. scanned and then you have to come down from there and go all the way back to cirque du soleil Wow. But we did that because we knew that when we got out of Cirque du Soleil, we could just go up the elevator and bang, the car would be there. Well, but it's good. a great, it's it's an easy place to park. Um, there are some things that close. The NBA experience has closed. I mean, it's yeah. doesn't even, there's no remnant. There. Yeah, you can't even tell what was in there. I don't know what's going to go in that. That area. Did you go get a donut at the at the uh, the donut shop? There? We thought of you. Finally, thought of but you. No. Yeah. <laughs> but we did. No. Well. Did not. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, let's give the overall, you, was your, was your trip magic or tragic? How'd you feel about it? The weather was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If it's coming down to just the weather. Uh, no, the weather was great. Happy to be a beach club. I would say magic. The flight was fine. Felt very safe in the airport overall. Um, mm -hmm. I'm happy to get away. Happy to be at Disney. I would say magic. Yeah. It's, it, it would have to really be a trip filled with all kinds of issues for it not to be magic. I mean, it, it could have been more magical. It could have been less magical, but I think I agree with Michelle. It's, it's more magical than tragical. And I think that things like, you know, having dinner with friends, uh, the uh, drawn to life, the Raglan road, the cocoa thing, the shimmering lights on spaceship earth. I think they all pretty much put it, put this in the magical category. That's good. Well, column. yeah, like I said, I think we just have to readjust our thought process and what our trips should be and how we go about them. But um, I'm glad I'm glad you guys had a good time. It's uh, it's been a while since you've been there. Yeah. So seven months, seven months. But yeah. Things have so, changed. Yeah. So I'm I'm, glad to hear we're going to renew our annual passes. Yeah. I know. I'm still we're still we're debating that whole thing right now. So we're still in the what are we going to do? I mean, just the fact that you can't get them anymore. Although there was, did you see the announcement that uh, they were considering in yeah. that they might do the both combined uh, Disneyland yeah. and Disney World again, where you could get you could get them both as one, or at least yeah, I don't know Bob what that paycheck credit. So yeah, 
Um, I think it was uh, like a $2,000 price tag, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this whole big trip report, magic or tragic extravaganza. Um, uh, so if you want to reach out to us, send us a message on Twitter at Mickey Miles Pod for Dr. Michelle Scribner McLean, Mike Scopa. I'm Chris Eliopoulos. We'll see you on the road and in the parks. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the Mickey Miles and More podcast. For all of us here at the Mickey Miles and More podcast, this is Rick Gray saying thanks for listening and all your support. And until next time, we'll see you on the road.